This is The Midnight Club, a podcast for Athenas and Clydesdales and the rest of us that, when we come in last, it's still coming in first. Coming to you from 20 Corners Brewery in Woodenville. That would be in Washington. That would be in Washington. Uh, not to be confused with Woodenville, Nigeria, which I hear is lovely this time of year. Do not know if they have the same amount of breweries or wineries as Woodenville, Washington, which is very famous for both. Um, most people, if they've heard of Woodenville, probably St. Michelle Winery as well as Red Hook ESB. What's the ESB stand for again? Extra Special Bitter, I think. (laughs) But how many breweries and wineries are in Woodenville, Kelly? 130, last count. 130 of just wineries alone? I believe that includes breweries. And breweries. And it's not all that big. So I wonder how many people here drink per capita Although people travel from That's why they fill the warehouses. (laughs) This is true. (laughs) I have noticed around... We're bang for your buck. Yeah, a lot of these places will be in industrial areas, which I guess makes sense. If you can still get a crowd and... um, Actually, heck, here at 20 Corners, it's a lovely building, but it it looks like just a typical business office building that uh, has beer. And they've got everything here. They've got wood-fired pizzas, um, fun for the whole family. Uh, brute beer. What else do we th- do? They have here, Kelly. They've got beer. That's what and they have. <laughs> good beer, and that's all that matters. Well, one thing I was worried about during COVID was a lot of local businesses, but even local breweries going under. However, most of them have seemed to have survived because uh, one thing that has not seemed to lag during COVID is the amount of alcohol consumption and or purchasing. So and or ism. Yes, and uh, they seem to be going strong, a lot of them, even the ones I was worried about. So people definitely supported local, especially their local breweries. And that actually transitions us into what we want to talk about this fine evening. Very true, because something that I don't know if you would necessarily say was or has been an issue, but it's something that... It's been an issue. Okay, it's been an issue, (laughs) but it's something... You try to have a balance, um, and that is traveling for an event, usually a big event, that might still be in a location of which you'd want to experience the local food, the local drinks, the local culture, that might not necessarily be conducive to pre-race strategy. And Uh, here's the conundrum. When you want to combine the two things that you love, racing... Or, Mm -hmm. you know, pretending to race. But being in an event that's an athletic event or an endurance event. But also going to a place that either you've never been to or just really love to be at. And love to experience the local food and nightlife and drinks. Kelly loves her discotheque. It's true. Especially in Mexico. 
It has a smell. <laughs> it does have a distinct smell. But those two things, like, they collide, and it's hard to figure out what the right protocol is. Right, right, exactly. Um, I've found for the bigger races, so I've only participated thus far in two Ironman races, that when we showed up to Boulder and to Cambridge, Maryland, definitely I was a good boy then and try to just stay focused hydrated really nervous the whole time uh i did see some people having a few cocktails and yeah there was know. that one what was that maryland there it was, was maryland one, it was one guy just i mean throwing oh. them back at happy hour yeah there was a couple then and also whistler for mine that we showed up 45 minutes late for packet pickup and they had closed it down i was not racing that day uh, a four-hour trip took her seven hours to yes. get to, so she would, did not make it. Plan ahead, <laughs> friends. If <laughs> you're going to an Ironman, they are rule sticklers. They really are. They really but yeah, are. So we've seen it a couple of times, yeah. but I'm assuming these people are, one, not there to medal, be on the podium. Right. And two, I don't know. Then maybe. again, neither am I, but I need all the help I can get right. and all the hydration I can get. So I, I feel like for something that that big, something you've spent that much time training for, spent money on. Um, I'm not saying lose focus, and we still bookended a few days after. But, for example, we had, what, five days to go down to Guadalajara, Mexico, for Day of the Dead mm -hmm. last November. And we, right smack dab in the middle, was the Guadalajara Marathon. Mm -hmm. And a couple of days ahead of time, we, we had it split up. We were going to spend a couple nights in Guadalajara. And then a couple of nights in Lake Chapala. So we were only in Guadalajara for a couple of days. And there's a town just outside of Guadalajara called Tequila. You may be familiar with that name. Probably. I didn't realize tequila is just like champagne in that tequila has to... There's one exception. There's another town outside of it that can make tequila. But all tequila comes from Jalisco uh, Guadalajara region, but specifically from the town of Tequila. So, traveling Tequila the uh, the day ahead of time, we wanted to maybe have some tastings, have some tacos, have some guacamole, and I had no problem in this case here um, experiencing all of that. We didn't go crazy or anything. We were just eating and tasting some things. You know that daytime light buzz. Where well. <laughs> <laughs> you're still in bed by 10. You hydrate before. Maybe, you know, use none as a not get hangover, hungover cure. You as stop by the evening an electrolyte water. drink during a race. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, no, we, we definitely had fun. And we've done that before. There have been times where we've had too much fun and then just not gone the next day as well. But they generally seem to be a marathon. <laughs> Which at this point, it's kind of funny for me to think that yeah, marathons, it's almost like a fave K. It's just a marathon. Which marathons are still marathons very difficult for difficult. me. Don't get me wrong. But I guess when you've had bigger events, it's easy to kind of uh, almost minimize their significance. Um, yeah, I guess even the night before my very first marathon, we still had some beer and french fries edgewater and because uh, we we were there for the night and we're you know they just experiencing everything we still did fine the next day um now the the guadalajara marathon 
it was a fun experience in itself, and I'll, I'll go over some of the details of it. But definitely when we woke up at 5 a.m., we were only a few blocks away from the start line. It definitely came fast. It definitely came hard. Do you know what else came fast and came hard? Well. Those tacos that yes. I ate. <laughs> this is true. I had been up for at least two hours before the alarm went off with Montezuma's Revenge, or what I like to call Karma for being a jackass no. <laughs> the day before. And I, I guess we, Kelly and I both have a tendency to do this. I was just prepared to go do it do that in this case anyway but there have been tons of times where let's say we've even had a long training uh event and then it's like well should we go home or should we stop by someplace and like well if she says we'll stop by we'll stop by otherwise we'll go home and i guess you do the same thing we both have play that off each other so i guess you were th- saying if clint wants to skip the marathon we'll skip it um but i, I don't know if, if you were just partially disappointed when i was getting ready and then went to the starting line. Was I disappointed? I had, I'm like in my head, I'm like, okay, it's a half. You can do a half. Just do a half. Like, take three Imodium <laughs> and right. do a half. But yeah, you were. Which honestly for me, even when I'm focused and haven't been sampling this, that, and the other the day before, I usually try to, I have to break things down, especially for an endurance event. So even when I go to do a swim, it's more just get to the first buoy. Don't think the whole. Don't do the whole Iron Man in your head at once. Just break it down, break it. So in your mind, you were breaking it down, which kind of adds to the intrigue of the story because uh, when we got to the starting line, and they really put a lot into this event in Guadalajara. And I think Kelly, didn't you research? They don't have marathons like we do here in the United States, no, where you can like find something. No, this is like the big event. Yeah. For that season, for sure. And so I mean, we're. The spectacle, just lights and everything at sunrise, and it's right at the name of the plaza I'm blinking on right at the moment. It has this gorgeous statue of some, I think it's a chick with Town a sword, Square. right? And uh, City center. Yeah, but I've never seen anything like this in any athletic event. Think they, rock and roll. Like, that's the only okay, thing, you, like, the American, yeah. the U.S. equivalent is probably the rock and roll marathon as far as as much entertainment that was there as well as how many spectators that were there. Cause a lot of marathons, unless you're running the Boston, a lot of local marathons or even bigger marathons, like here, the Seattle marathon, which is by the way, done in piss poor time of year, every year where it's raining and disgusting. When and did no, they do it? Maybe it comes out generally November or December. Yeah, it's not, that's yeah. not a great time of year. I did it once and I was like, you know what? There are, again, in the U S we're so fortunate to really be able to pick and choose yeah. where we want to go. Seattle should be October. Well, October would be perfect. We have Indian summer. Early here. October. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, it's very well done. It's well done. Everybody's excited about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and so Thousands of people. We do the starting line. And as you can imagine, I, I've found this now for mo- most races, regardless of my preparation. The first mile or mile or three are the worst. Don't judge the race till you get through those first three miles it because lies. I, yeah, it's like my legs were lead. I wanted to vomit. Uh, but what kept me going? I mean, they had dancers, think solid gold dancers, people playing drums, people dress up uh, like natives doing uh, dances, people flipping around. One thing that was really funny, one guy, he literally did a flip in front of me and then got on my face, which told me to keep going. 
a little annoying, especially when it's that early and you're not feeling tip top. I also faced the same guy. <laughs> yeah, and what happened? It was not nice to him. <laughs> what did you, didn't you say something to him or you didn't push him, did you? No, I didn't push him. Man, this is like the second one where I've just did like been angry, aggro on the podcast about somebody. Um, no, I didn't push him. No, he was just like, go, go, go. And I, what did I say? I think. He said, I, pardon me, sir. I'm not as enthusiastic right now. No. I think you did you say, no, not today. <laughs> it kept running. Yeah, something like that. I'm sure there was an F word in there because it's me. Whoa. Look out for Kelly. But the poor guy, he was very excited. Very, very. And I was just trying not to shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, you should have just done that there then. That really, you would have really gotten the message <laughs> at that point. Oh, never mind. I'm gonna leave Back to the mad pooper. I'm going to leave this chick alone. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it was really cool, too, which if anybody's ever wondering, I mean, Guadalajara, November, it's a little cooler, but bridges um, marked off that they had closed down. Normally yeah. you'd have cars and then just full-on mariachi bands going. <laughs> Although the, um, the but, tunnels still had a lot of exhaust in them. They a lot of the filtration system. Well, but then they had, it here. was the funniest thing. I mean, think again like the grind from mtv they had flatbed trucks with chicks scantily clad dancing so you got like asses jiggling in your face as you're running like hey they know how to live it up here in mexico i definitely did appreciate the, the snacks well yeah that but also the sponges they'd give you they give you these wet sponges with water they, they i wish they did at the end uh, but that was a very, very slow-going marathon. I mean, I think it took me up like six hours or something to finish. Funny thing is, I was able to go the full 42. Kelly, what happened with you? Because I still judge this a certain way in my book. How Fuck it. So well, I, well, before we even started, I, I told myself oh, I was doing a half, half. And I was doing a half. And there were... I, I, I thought that there were two options. I thought that it was like a, a turnoff point at a half there was not there were tunnels <laughs> <laughs> and then there was like random other ways of going you weren't repeating the course right um in any way that you could turn around and i'm already challenged when it comes to navigation and so not knowing the city that i'm in i was just like well heck with it i'm just gonna go off course and i'm gonna find me some coffee so where did you bathroom. stop? I stopped at Starbucks. No, well, what mile did you stop? Well, like officially stopped running. Well, you left the course. I think around what twenty one. Mile twenty twenty one. Yeah. And you still did you walk, or did you run? A little bit of both because I had to like get out of the way. There again, there's thousands of spectators around. Yeah, there were. So I'm just trying to like jump streets that. The course is on. I'm trying to, like, uh, there was one hill. I had to go from a street above to a street below, and there's no, like, sliding, uh, rolling hill. It was legit hands and knees, like, trying to backtrack down. Um, yeah, there was a lot, a little bit of parkour happening. Okay. And where was the Starbucks you went to? Um, it was at the finish line. And <laughs> how far did you end up going? I think a little more than a marathon. Yeah. So it's just kind of funny how how Kelly was just like, "Hey, I'm done." And that is so me. And then you I'm still like, went nope. a marathon. <laughs> I do not do your course, my friends. So in my book, even though Kelly didn't get the medal at the end, she still 
did the marathon. I mean, heck, with a little little extra, at least I stayed on the areas where they kept the block off, and blocked I, off and from me. But you know what? Once I got a little bit of coffee, food from Starbucks that was prepackaged, and a bathroom, I was I was back to to cheering Clint on. I was in the stands in waiting the for you. And there was like the guy, the announcer guy, like they have an Iron Man at the end. It was so cool. They oh, don't yeah. no, it's true. have that unless it's like the New York or Boston Marathon where he's like in a suit so proper. Oh, yeah. And he's like, and here comes Clinton Timmerman, age 42, from Seattle, Washington. It was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it really was a fun marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe if you have a chance to... Do that first, and then stick around a couple days. Tequila after, you know. Then, then, it, and when I say tequila, I mean of the town of Tequila. The next day, um, that that may work out a little better as well. So, and again, I, I, the whole point of, and especially in this case, was to have a good time. It wasn't to win this marathon, anything like that. It's never I, to win anything, Clinton. Well, no, even if I wanted to, <laughs> yeah. Not that I ever have a choice of winning these things. It just, it just uh, yeah, it was to go and have a good time. Similarly to uh, two weekends ago, we went to go up to, there's an area in the Cascades called the Enchantments. And most of them are, they're not sectioned off. You just have to have a permit to be able to go. Um, Definitely, especially with the increase of population. They're just trying to limit the amount of people that go through there. with COVID, everyone's outside. Everybody is outside, yep. But there's one area that, you don't have to have a permit for um and there's this there's this really cool lake Kolchak lake right next to Dragontail peak so this is very uh tall rocky peak that you have to be able to, to you have to actually scramble up um a few years ago i tried to do that and camped at the trailhead and then i did notice some people going overnight they left at 11 p.m like that's really weird these people are taking off now but the people I was with, we realized what they were doing was getting to the lake in the morning, setting up a base camp, and we were then, and they were then going the next day up to the peak, um, because also trying to scramble that peak with your tents and tent poles and sleeping bags would just be really, really difficult. And so I, I actually work in a town in central Washington, and I was going to meet Kelly. After work on a Friday night, I was going to try the same thing. Let's Hey, let's go through the night, and then the next day we'll get up early and we'll give ourselves all day. And then it became, hey, you know what? That can be really uncomfortable. Let's go the next day. and we'll Real s- early. I real, mean. Real, real early, real early. But before we're, the, the, <laughs> the crow calls. Yep. But we're also then staying in a town called Leavenworth. Now, Leavenworth, come to think of it, I think it's really Washington's only mountain town. Mm-hmm. Right. I can't think of any other resort no. or even non-resort town that you uh, would have in, ha, you know, have up in the mountains in Washington. And it's uh, they've given it this very Bavarian flavor, the architecture, uh, everything about it. Some signs in German, you can get bratwurst and whatnot. So it's a really, really fun town. And it's also a place where people go river rafting. But there's also a section of the river that is very... Uh, lackadaisical meanders and people go floating in the river there too so the next day we're getting ready to go and then it's like well do we want to just stay another night let's make a warrior day the next day let's let's stay here we still did a jog we still did a few miles through through the town 
We did the river float for the first time. You did three miles. I did more miles. And I got yelled at by a person in a car when I was by myself in the woods not wearing yeah, masks. Yeah, that's another. But that's another. Don't day, know where people stand story. on the mask. Even, I'm even, all for it. But absolutely, I need to be around it. other people when well, I put it on Well, even the governor mandate, our governor that people here love him or hate him, but he said if you're doing a recreational activity in which you cannot wear a mask, especially if you're around nobody, don't wear the mask. Um, but anywho, yes, you did definitely do a lot more than me that day. We still fit in the river float. And then there was a last-minute change of plans in which um, – Kelly needed to actually get back to her kids, and so then I was leaving Sunday to go attempt this whole thing all at once, and sure enough, it, it was a reminder of from a few years back, where by the time I got to the lake, uh, the, it's actually a pretty difficult hike to get there, so you have kind of an easier trail to a steeper trail, but once you get to the lake, there are parts where no exaggeration, the trail is literally a field of boulders. It's like a, is it American Ninja Warrior? Where you jump to one thing to yeah. the next thing to go. So I have to jump to one one boulder to the next boulder to the next boulder. Um, zero people were scrambling up, up the mountain. And what and did I, you do the n night before Clinton Scott Timmerman? Uh, prayed and drank and got hydrated, went to bed very early. We did not. We, 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 okay, again, we experienced stuff in the town. <laughs> um, yeah, we partook of the culture and of the, it wasn't a terribly expensive hotel, but, you know, we still figured, hey, we invested in this hotel. It was a terribly expensive hotel because it's the only mountain town the in Washington. The only mountain town <laughs> in Washington. So think two star, 300 bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit. So we wanted to take advantage of that, too. Um, and again, the next day, I didn't have any overnight gear. And then I realized when I got to that lake going through, I mean, for me to go a half mile horizontal on the lake shore uh, was still about an hour just to go about a half mile. And then I thought, I'm getting maybe a little bit better. You think I'd get wiser by the time you get to 42? Because traditional me is like, well, I can probably still get to the top of this peak at 8, 9 p.m. I'll get a headlamp. I'll turn around. But doing that by myself... I mean, there's no part of it that's just wise. And then I'm like, all right, hey, mountain winds again this time. I'll, I'll come with my original plan sometime. We'll skip staying in Leavenworth, hike to the lake one day, base camp, try to summit the next. Um, so do you feel like our partaking in the festivities, including the beer and spirits, definitely played into the next day? Oh, absolutely. But I guess it also comes back to what, what really was the no it did not play no what was the what finish your thought friend oh no i was just gonna say what the the point for that weekend is we wanted to, yeah we wanted to have a, a warrior hike which i still all said no was like 10 miles or so but mm -hmm. it, part of it was to enjoy ourselves and we it was a game time decision if we were that motivated and dedicated to the trail um into the hike we would have we would have done it but it was a matter of trying to find that balance and i think it was easy for me at least to push off hey i think i can just do this at the end although maybe you had some other thoughts what were you thinking there kelly no i actually um was trying to fight back indigestion but oh, okay <laughs> she's giving this look like i was answering differently than she expected no. i regret it all no, no i was burping, <laughs> burping when i wasn't expecting um you know, I think 
what this all comes to is even in our 40s and having done many of these things, you know, most of our travels revolve around either an epic hike or a really long run or an a organized events like a marathon or a triathlon mm-hmm. or an Ironman or, or an ultra. We may be even doing a, the Moab 240 right. <laughs> a month and a half. But what does it look like to travel to these places and combine the thing that we love, which is traveling, and maybe that is your only vacation, and also combining an epic event, something you've been training for for months and months. What does that look like? Do people, you know, with us, I think that we've had the most success when we get there as late as possible, do our event, and then bookend it on the backside Mm -hmm. um, and have fun. But then there's certain events like the Ironman where, I mean, you're kind of a freak of nature. You're kind of good to go the next (laughs) day, which is craziness. But a lot of people are not able to even walk the next day. So do you, are you going around in a wheelchair for the rest of your vacation? Yeah. And this whole podcast isn't, hey, we are the worst of trying to do any athletic events. So many other examples of when we've just gone and done our events and, and none of this has been an issue. Um, so I, I think that kind of trying to focus on these times when we've gone, and I think partially too that we've we realize all we've done is travel for these things. Mm-hmm. And for especially professionals, if you're going for an Ironman, a lot of times you're showing up a week ahead of time, <laughs> right? And you might stay afterward. But when you're a working person or when you've got kids, sometimes you're cutting as close as possible, and then you're someplace for the first time ever. And I think it's a matter of balancing. Uh, you know, balancing what, what's important to you and not just what's important, but also, well, yeah, if it is important to experience where you're going. And so this sometimes maybe you let your hair down a little bit because similarly, I mean, the Guadalajara marathon, I just done Ironman Maryland, what, six weeks before that. Mm-hmm. And then we had a series of Olympic triathlons and then Boulder over the summer. So it's not like I was just out messing around the whole time. Um, but and that's the reason why I couldn't get more time off for Guadalajara because at the same time I still needed to work and I couldn't take all the time off in the world. And so, um, yeah, it, it's just a matter of, hey, I've only got X amount of time. What can you fit in? What do you what do you want to try to fit in? What do you want to try to do? Um, and, I, and I think that you and I both feel it's so important. If you go to a place for the first time especially or you, even just some place that you love um, – it's really important that you are there experiencing that as well. Unless you are being paid to go and, comp- and compete. Right. It, it's, it's really about finding that balance of being able to perform and be in the moment in the event that you signed up for to make that part of the experience, but also be able to find the other things, the little hidden gems, the food, the drinks, the people. Right. That you came for. Yeah, or exactly. Or else you wouldn't have picked that place. Like if I, I guess put differently, if I got to Guadalajara and all we did was hydrate, stay in the shade, and we did nothing, looking back, I'd be disappointed. And again, that to me that would be the difference of finishing that marathon in 
four and a half to five hours versus the six and still experiencing other things. And like we said, Day of the Dead was going on also. Which, um, if you ever are able to experience, if you're a Halloween lover yes, or a and you love Coco, Mexican the movie. <laughs> yes, culture lover, if you're able to experience Day of the Dead any place in Mexico, it is well worth the trip. The way it's worked out, we've been two years in a row. Puerto Vallarta, and then Guadalajara. But Guadalajara, there was this park that had, uh, it was essentially an amusement park that they converted to a celebration. They had food, mariachi bands, lights. Um, it was amazing. So, yeah, definitely an awesome time to go. And even Think going to Lake Chapala and going to the cemeteries. and It's, it's it, interesting. It's a lot of people culture. at these cemeteries, they were there with guitars and pizza and they were literally celebrating with their deceased at the tomb. It's like they, hey, My I'm, kind of people. I, I'm partying with Grandpa here. Um, so we're hoping for three years in a row. We'll, we'll, see, how we'll see how it goes. And in this case, it might be a 36-hour whirlwind <laughs> trip. If we run, it's going to be a 5K. I was going to say, what are we, <laughs> yeah. we going to make up? But it's cool. Think James Bond in um, Spectre. The rest of the movie was, yeah. But still, that opening scene um, with Daniel Craig in Mexico City, um, that was pretty sweet. And then the movie Coco, same kind of thing. So definitely awesome to experience. And again, we've got, in two weekends, we are signed up for the Grand Traverse, which is on Saturday. It was originally supposed to be a 41-mile run from Crested Butte to Aspen, um, which... I'm trying to think what they add to the trail because every time I look at it, I think I always thought it was a 10-mile trail. So you kind of go up and down and around. This year it's been modified, so it's a loop from Crested Butte back to Crested Butte. And how many miles is it? So it ends up being 43 miles, and instead of 7,000 miles, it's a lot more than 10. <laughs> yeah, elevation gain. Yeah, it's very exactly. Um, yeah, instead of 7,000 feet of elevation gain, it's nine. And just because I'm wired like this, my friend that was going to run it with me wanted to do the bike event that's the next day. So I said, okay, cool. I'll sign up for that, too. How many times have you been on a mountain bike, Clinton? For about an hour. And how did that three go weeks, for you? Not well at all. But I'm signed up for that the next day. So it's supposed to be another 43 miles. Uh, originally, what it would be is you would run from Crested Butte to Aspen on that Saturday. And then if you're doing the bike, you would then do the bike Sunday back to Crested Butte. But definitely, the, I, the whole plan is we are going to be focused, race ready, balls to the wall, here we what go. Else is, what that. else is, besides COVID, besides race course correction, besides added elevation, besides not going to Aspen, what else is Colorado having to deal with right now? They are having to deal with forest fires. Making the air quality not Very, ideal. Not <laughs> ideal. I don't know if someone didn't obey Smokey the Bear's uh, advice. Only you can prevent forest fires. Although sometimes lightning will do it. So who knows? Lots of that in Colorado. But hey, guess what we're now getting used to doing? Running with masks, apparently. Or at least I should get more proficient. So... We'll, we'll see how this goes, but we've got that, and like Kelly said, we thought no way in hell we would even qualify or be able to get in for Moab 240. We are now number two and three in the list. We started out at 41, 42? Something like that, yeah. and again, it's just like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know, Kelly, that's, that's, I don't know if that's a bridge too far. 
Definitely going to Moab. Gorgeous. That'll be that will be a hundred percent. So do we go pregame before Moab? Go to Utah and go to the pizza place and the pizza. Are you talking about my favorite pizza place, mm-hmm. the Pie in Salt Lake? Fly into Salt Lake, have a couple. Of are you talking about the four percent? Four percent beers. Yes. You really have to pregame a little hard to get the equivalent of other places. Let's do it. We'll do it up. No, this is gonna be. Uh, I think just a lot of water and straight carbs and hopes, prayers, and an escape plan for when I make when I feel good about making it to mile 20. So I don't know. Maybe what we should do is sign up for another, like, 100-miler a month later. So let's say that we fall I'm short. I'm an Ironman. True. I'm just saying, let's say we make it to miraculously make it to mile 120, and then we drop out. Well, hey, guess what? That's 20 miles more than a 100-miler. Just go do that. Boom. Doesn't count. No, I'm saying sign up for a 100-miler for the next month. And then kind of like when I was in college, there's classes that there's no way in hell I was ever going to get a B in this class. I I shot for an A and then got my B- and was happy with that because if I tried to get that B or B-, minus, I would have had like a C, C+. Plus. So... Sometimes you got to reach for the stars, you know, when you're... Well, if we get into this thing, I have an Ironman three weeks later. No, not even. Two weeks later that I thought should have been canceled a long time ago in Texas, but... Well, that's kind of a frustrating thing. We'll Ma- mention what is going on with that real quick. Oh. When were you supposed to do it? Uh, what was it, back in April? Uh, April, May. It was with yeah. Ironman Texas, right? Yeah. And so, obviously, with COVID, it was postponed. And then, so I asked if I could transfer it to Cozumel in November. And because you're supposed to be able to transfer to North America. Mexico happens to be in North America. And they said no. Yeah, they don't count that. They don't count that. So, then it was postponed. It's been postponed twice, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. September and then October. Yeah. And, uh. So then I asked if I could postpone it to Tulsa in 2021. My mom's from Oklahoma. I thought that'd be kind of cool. And they said, not on the list. It needs to be on the race schedule in 2020. Well, there are no more. <laughs> There's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, as of right now, it's still on the calendar and paid for. Yeah, so I don't, we'll and I don't get why. I don't know. Um, obviously, this isn't what you originally signed up for. They're forcing you to reschedule it. There is a lawsuit. There's a class action lawsuit for Iron Man because they will do no refunds. They're only doing um, rescheduled uh, events. So I don't know why they're not being flexible. But the rescheduled events are. Yeah, they're not yeah. letting you reschedule to an, another time that might be more mm-hmm. convenient. So we'll see how that works out. So We'll see how the cookie crumbles. We'll see how the cookie crumbles. But at that one, again, I imagine in that case. You know, well in advance the week before, it'll be, you know, focusing, stretching, hydrating. Drinking beer. Drink, oh, or, or maybe maybe not. <laughs> we'll see. And that's the thing. I think that this podcast is just sharing our experiences, but also wanting to know, like, other, other people who go out and have family vacations revolving around events or even couples vacations revolving around these events what are you doing what's your pregame how are you also enjoying your vacation portion of the vacation yes it would be good to be able to hear some more of those stories mm-hmm. uh, absolutely because i guess another thing that comes to mind with this um if you haven't checked it out the crushing iron podcast 
is a great podcast. But um, in fact, my first podcast of them, it was an hour of them talking about don't burn yourself out in the sport. Don't don't just dedicate your life to this to where, hey, I now hate doing any endurance sports. It was kind of like take it easy, enjoy yourself, take some time in the off season. So I guess the only thing we're just sharing is times when we've maybe um, – I don't know if you say fudged it a bit, but kind of let that, like I said, let our hair down a little bit there too. So try to find that balance. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe similar to what I was going to do at Oceanside, where I was going to go down at my, by myself a couple days. You're going to show up with Jack and Alice, do the event, do some of the kids' events, and then, then book in. You know, at the very end, afterward, we're have a chance to go to Legoland, Disneyland, and whatnot. So and yeah. since our last podcast, that. That was canceled. That, oh, yes. What was uh, the other? Since the last Iron podcast, uh, the Ironman 70.3 Des Moines, canceled. Oceanside, canceled. Uh, even the local events here, canceled. Oh, yeah. Um, Everything's just canceled. Not Kent. What was the 70.3 in, in Des Moines? Oh, yes. Also, 70.3 in Washington, Washington in Maple Valley, Maple canceled. Uh, Boodoo Racing, a great local place, done some of their triathlons. They found it looked like a very safe way to have a sprint triathlon. Canceled. I'm, I did meet somebody else who I would love to get on this podcast, but she it looks like she's created her own. Uh, look, I think it's a 70.3 she's going to do. I might do that with her. Well, and so other people are getting creative. Get so, yeah, find out what her she, story is. Yeah, see how so she we'll, we'll try to create. We're working on the, this podcast, too, trying to create some more channels on which we can maybe reach out to people and get some of their ideas. Um, in the meantime, I can still be found on Facebook at Clinton Scott Timmerman. Kelly may want to be found on Facebook. Do you still? Never mind. Just message me, Facebook, and uh, maybe we'll get an email address for this at some point, too. And... Maybe Instagram and all the rest of the social bullshits. Yeah, we'll see. keep training. Keep finding keep finding fine. your way. Absolutely. Well, thanks for listening, both of you. Adios. Peace. <laughs>